welcome to Health, Happiness and Homeopathy. Hello, my name is Madeleine Innocent. I want to help you reach your greatest potential through holistic means, which are both logical and empowering. This podcast is about finding our place, helping ourselves and helping others. One of the most important things I've learnt in my life is getting rid of the idea that humans are the most superior, most important species on earth. The idea that we are allows us to do unspeakable things to each other, our fellow earth companions and to the earth herself. It isn't just a faulty idea, it harms us as much as it harms everyone else. Instead of looking at us as the apex of a triangle, we need to look at us within a circle where everyone is included and everyone is equal. There is great harmony in nature, even between the predators and prey. We lack that harmony and the only way to regain that is to let go of the arrogance that we know best. You only have to look around the world to appreciate we don't. Coming off our pedestal means we are allowing vulnerability. It means we shed a mindset that doesn't serve us but is familiar. And others who are around us or who are close to us may disagree, and of course that makes the change even harder. But once we do, once we are over the hump of of the transition, life becomes so much more peaceful. All change goes through a difficult initial period. Swapping the familiar for the unknown is scary. But when we need to, it's best not to delay. Changing your diet or the diet of your cat is one example I'm often asked about. But once through that period, the change is beyond what people expect. Brighter, more energy, pathology disappears, a positive mindset and so on. And the interesting thing is that reverting to the old diet is totally out of the question, even for cats. It's a bit like when you know something, you can't unknow it. So when we can think of ourselves in the circle with all other life, all equal, just with different body shapes, different sizes, different languages and purposes, we become much more respectful of others, whoever they are. And of course, when we respect others, we automatically respect ourselves. And that's a big deal, as one of the main human problems is a lack of self-respect. It works both ways, as when we truly respect, love and value ourselves, we automatically do so for others. You could equate that to a colonial mindset. Countries invade other countries to gain access to their resources. There's no respect for the local people, animals, country, etc. of the invaded country. Oh, words are used to placate, but for the most part, they're empty. It's all about what the invading country wants, and it's very destructive. Humans have been doing this for a long time and continue to do so, but it's time now is coming to an end. The colonial mindset happens on a global level, but can also be at a personal level. Let me give you an example. Suppose a dear friend, 
a loved family member, a beloved furry companion becomes ill. Seriously ill, I mean. It's likely that, as well as wanting them to restore their health, you go through a bit of a panic at the thought of losing them. You can't imagine life without them, so your focus is on you, what you feel, what you don't want to happen. In having this colonial mindset, you try to persuade them, that is, the adult human ones, or force them, the small humans such as children or animals in your care, to take the treatment that you deem is appropriate. However, that may not be appropriate for a number of reasons. We humans are here to learn and to grow, and very often we ignore the lessons that help us achieve that, that is, the subtle lessons. However, the lessons will keep coming our way with greater and greater force until there is no escaping them. And maybe that's what's happened to your nearest and dearest. And now the lesson has woken them up enough for them to learn from it and grow, setting them on a more benevolent path. So your interference may have deviated them from their path. With our wonderful non-human friends, they're not here to learn and grow. Apart from enjoying their own life, they have, very generously, agreed to share their abundant love with us, as otherwise we could not manage. Their illness could be a lesson to you to change direction, as it was for me. For me, it was a cat. She was not responding to veterinary care. I shared that with a new friend. She told me about homeopathy, and the homeopath she suggested I contact completely cured her. The so-called veterinary drug for life was discarded, safely I might add, and the homeopathic treatment was of short duration. She taught me to change direction, to start a new career. It's important to understand that there is value in suffering. It can help us shift our mindset to a more benevolent, healthier one. Or it can take us on a new path, a new career, that is more in keeping with our real purpose. With our non-human companions, when they're not teaching us, they may prefer to just rest and repair themselves. Or they may have decided that they have had enough of this life with us and they want to return home where life is much easier. Some months ago that happened to me with a four-year-old cat I had adopted at about five weeks because he wasn't eating. It did take me a while to get him eating well on his own. One evening recently I found him resting on a, the cold concrete floor of the shed, not a place conducive to restful sleep. He seemed disinclined to move at my approach, so I took him inside to his normal favourite resting place where he proceeded to drop into a deep sleep. And that was odd because it was approaching dinner time. But an hour later, he made his transition, peacefully and quietly. Troubled that he, sorry, troubled that he had died so young, I asked him, or whoever, why? The reply I received, <coughs> excuse me, the reply I received surprised me, but was very clear. You persuaded me to stay all those years ago when I was quite ready to move on. Now you're being looked after, you no, lo no longer need me, and I can move on. 
I just started with a new homeopath at the time. But isn't that interesting? We think we're looking after them. And of course, we do provide shelter, food, love, etc. But it is reciprocated over and above what we do. I don't want to suffer any more than the next person or have anyone else suffer. But sometimes suffering is necessary for growth. Many people are always in a rush feeling they never have time to get everything done. Rushing means you pay little attention to the present moment, and so falls can occur or accidents can occur. That tends to force you to slow down. Does it matter if half the things don't get done really? The essentials need to, like keeping everybody fed. But many can wait. And being aware, including being self-aware, means you're in the present moment, which really is all there is. The past was yesterday's present moment and the future is tomorrow's present moment. Animals are always in the present moment. What I'm aiming at here is to teach respect for individuals and their choices. Allow them space. When I treat animals, I always try to get the human to observe whether the animal really wants the homeopathic remedy. They know what they want and what's good for them. Often, people who have benefited from homeopathy drag unwilling family members along. If the child is old enough to know and really don't want it, then respect that. I recall a teenage boy whose father dragged him along because he had received such good benefits. That was the last thing a teenager generally wants. I mean, how can you talk about that to your friends? So what else can you do to help that individual? How can you help a situation on the other side of the country or the world that you've heard about but don't know the individuals? How can you do that respectfully? I've come to use some wonderful ways that helps anybody anywhere without interfering in their choices. I do what I feel is appropriate, then I let it go. I don't keep agonising over it. Once is enough because something else will come along. One of the ways is to send gold or yellow light to a situation or being. Just imagine them or the area bathed in a gentle gold light. And from my understand, gold or yellow, like the rainbow yellow light, it's more appropriate than white light because gold light is heart energy and so it will support a benevolent heart-centred way. White light, on the other hand, is unconditional love, and that may not be appropriate for people treating others inhumanely without feeling. But the gold light will help to open their heart. So I believe gold light is preferable to white light. There are other situations for white light. Another way is to make a request. The request has to be said in a certain way and needs to be said out loud even if it's whispered, if, say, you're in company. To help others, the phrase has to start with, I am asking, and that's important, because when you say, I am asking, you're asking for a request for others. Then you have the middle part, the request, such as all the beings who are suffering in wherever and need help receive all the support and love they need. Then the ending needs to be, in the most benevolent way, or with the most benevolent outcome. 
This way means you're empathetic to helping, but you're not interfering. Interference can be as if you're stuffing your help down somebody's throat, whether they want it or not. It also means that despite your concern for the situation, it may have a purpose of which you have no knowledge. So you're asking for the greatest good. Once you've made that request, then leave it. Get on with your day. You've done all you can. If you're asking for help for yourself, the wording is a little different. The initial phrase is, I request. And then the middle part could be that I experience ease and grace during my job interview today. And then the ending is important, and that is, for the most benevolent outcome. So the middle parts of both of those requests are variable because it depends what you're asking for, but the beginning and the end are are what I have suggested. So you're leaving room for what needs to happen to happen. You're not tied to an outcome, but you want everything to go well. You may not know what better options could be for you or anyone else. There may be a much better better job waiting for you just around the corner, even though this one seems attractive. And don't forget, when you want help, whether it's from a person or the unknown, you have to ask. The Those who help us cannot interfere with us, so uh, the request is, is essential. The third thing that can make a big difference in your life, in helping you, in helping others, is what is known as the love-heat exercise. Some get this quickly, but most have to practice as I did. But a short daily practice is generally enough until you feel it. Then you can access that feeling anytime, and that's it. Just having the feeling automatically radiates it out. No need to send it out, and in fact, sending it out is counterproductive. So just having the feeling. So you start by rubbing your thumb across your uh, fingertips of the same hand. When you can feel the warmth or the heat that this generates, try to feel that same warmth or heat in your chest. Anywhere in your chest, doesn't have to be the heart area. In fact, it can be in your abdomen as well. But it's a physical heat you feel. So just keep practicing it until you get it. It's a simple but profound way of being. And animals operate this way. So when you feel that, you'll, you'll, you'll be radiating out um, love to animals and they will respond in a different way from how they usually re- respond. So <clears throat> while the lockdowns were a disaster for many on many levels, and I'm not trying to deviate from that, there was an energetic opportunity to reflect on what's important. It's as if, um, you know, parents often send their children to their bedroom to reflect on their behaviour. It's almost as if nature sent us to our homes to reflect on our behaviour. And in many ways, that, that was like, a, I don't know, a sacred pause. And it did become a turning point for many. And it certainly showed how well the animals adapted to areas that were no longer visited by the humans. So we need to be as adaptable. And that can mean taking small steps as you face fear in the unknown. It could be appreciating what you do have rather than lamenting what you don't have. 
It could be doing something different every day to change your routine. It could be exploring a strange idea that doesn't fit in with your current beliefs. It could be focusing on the intention of a benevolent world. Change doesn't mean you have to move house, country, family, career, etc., although it could. It means shifting away from a colonial mindset to an inclusive one where everyone benefits. And that's the important thing. We don't just want to benefit. We want every action we do that everyone benefits. It could mean rediscovering the joys and the abandoned exploration you experienced as a child and staying focused in the present moment. All of us want health and peace for ourselves. It's a universal desire. So instead of focusing on our differences, let's focus on our similarities. There's harmony in nature. Let's try to bring that into our own lives. Till the next time, good health.